on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. Let's do that. It is five minutes after five. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. Smoky Cape to Seal Rocks. The weather forecast looks like this. Northeasterly about 10 knots increasing to 10 to 15 knots in the middle of the day. Winds reaching up to 20 knots inshore late in the afternoon. Seas around a metre, 1 to 1.5 will be the swell out of the east and mostly sunny like your face at the moment, Mr Blake. Sounds very good. Now let's go out and find out from the Mayor of Jerseyville what's happening. Laurie McAnally, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. Blake, Grant, and Pete. And uh, I'm sitting here in full kit with the boat hooked up out the front. And uh, I know I'm going to have to face the bar this morning. The bar's been there all week. So fishing's been up a couple of gears this week, though. There's lots of fishies. So uh, a lot of spotties in Spanish court, a lot of cobia. Uh, so, yeah, that's all good. Plenty of mahi mahi out on the fads, but most people have been just heading north and tangling with the sharks. I, I spoke to some young blokes yesterday. They had. Um, Five, five spotty mackerel they caught and 12 they lost. <laughs> <laughs> 12 they donated. But, but this week we have had a really, really bad bar. Dead east, sea, 1.5 metres. And it's not just the height. I was up on the headland watching these. These rollers are thick. They're sort of 30 foot thick. And they're, you know, they're coming from a long way away and they've got lots of horsepower. So we had a trophy six metre smashed. On Friday, um, unfortunately, one of the fellows on board was injured. Oops. Had a gashed, he had a gashed head and a pretty serious chest injury. I'm presuming that's the driver. I'm figuring he hit the wheel. Yes. And the windscreen, because the windscreen was smashed. Uh, one of Alan's very nice boats. No, no clears, no rods and reels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think a fairly wet dashboard. You might see him, Al. Yes. <laughs> we had a couple of little tinnies, open tinnies. They just got filled up. Yeah. They putted, putted back in with the rising tide. What else do we have? There's six boats damaged anyway. In six days. boats. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mostly clears and, you know, uh, I mean, the tinnies just get filled in. You know, they just, they just tick back in and pump her out. <laughs> but that looks weird when you can see just two heads in the top of the outboard moving along. <laughs> 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 At least they're still moving. Anyway, the good news is lots and lots of fish. So uh, a lot of these small cobia from four to some, from sort of four to seven kilo. This is the first year we've had cobia for about in numbers for about five years. So just to tell you how thick they are, if you're on them, uh, one of the LFBs did handliners. He didn't leave the bait ground, and I think he had forty or forty-one. Wow, cobia! <laughs> well, he only stopped because he they stopped because they run out of ice. Okay. If you if you can't ice it, you can't have it. So they they carry their two eskies of ice in an empty fish box, and it's you know a layer of ice, layer of fish, layer of ice, layer of fish, and then the the second esky gets filled up, layer of ice, layer of fish, and then the third esky you just tip them all in and run home. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's a good good point. But if you're not going to take the ice with you and be prepared, don't go out and catch a fish. Oh, absolutely! I'm like this morning. My ice box is exactly fifty-fifty ice and air. Yeah, I feel I'm I'm chasing mackerel, and mackerel come out, and Pete says there he'll tell you mackerel come out of the water hot. Yeah, and when you put them in the ice, like we we will, um, first you brain spike them to kill them quickly. You don't want them thrashing around because a they're soft and b they're strong. So if they thrash in the ice box, they bruise very easily. So you brain spike them straight on while they're still on the gaff. Unhook them, put them in the uh, in the ice, and yeah, they they you put five five spotties or ten spotties in my ice box, and they will melt most of the ice. The ones which really get hot are the uh, dog dog tooth tuna because they got dog-tooth a um, tuna, yeah yeah, yeah the, the dog hot. tooth they they got a um, a copper based blood system I believe, and they swim around about two or three degrees above the water temperature most of the time. Uh, all right, yep, okay. And what happens is if you don't brain spike them, their, their spinal cord tries to keep them warm. It's part of its function. And that's why the ice melts, because the, the fish uses, even though you think it's dead, the fish is using up every ounce of its energy to stay warm through its spinal column. And on a big yellowfin, you put a big yellowfin under ice without brain spiking him, an area as big as a cricket bat, a cricket ball right around the spine will be covered in cooked meat. He will mm-hmm. actually cook himself trying to get warm. Amazing, isn't it? 
It is, but, but you know, and, well, you learn all these things as you go. Anyway, so yeah, lots and lots of fish. There's a few legal kingies at Fish Rock, but there's four million sharks. Black Rock's a better option because there's plenty of cobia. You can go down to the Marbles, which is about a kilometre and a half southeast. Yeah. No, southwest, you think it was. Southwest of Black Rock Hill. Uh, the Marbles are a whole bunch of rocks, and you're only about 400 yards out from the surf beach, but again, a lot of cobia get there. Haddad Point's got cobia in Spanish. There's a few Taylor and Bonito along the washes. There's, um, there was some big fish caught too, though, uh, Ian, Ian, Ian Black, Ian King, Ian King. Uh, from the tackle shop, he got uh, he got a twenty kilo Spaniard, and he also had a couple of nice long tail tuna and some other uh, a couple of spotties. So no, it's, there's some pretty big ones, and I, I heard you all talking yesterday. A little bit of confusion between uh, the fish going soft and ciguatera. Ciguatera is yes. a, a poison, a, a toxin, and it comes into the fish through a thing called Gambodiscus toxicus which the little fish eat, which the actual bug lives on seaweed on the coral. The little fish eat it, and some big fish eat, eat them. And then it builds up. So the bigger the fish, like if you get a big 15-kilo or better coral trout or 20-kilo Spaniard or better, and any of these bigger fish, be very that, that's, that, that will poison you. And you cannot find out if that fish has it except by giving it to a cat. And the other one is the soft fish... Um, the fish going soft. That's a protozoan in the flesh, and yes, it's associated with warmer water. Kingies and, and dolphin fish, mahi-mahi, are the two that get it, and you don't even know about it till you pull them out of the icebox to clean them, and suddenly you've got this fish that's just like pulp. And don't cook it. Don't think you can save it, because it just tastes like paper mache. So, so that's that. So, yeah, but there are, there's lots of interesting things. Um, what else do we do? Beach fishing's okay, but not fabulous. A few whiting. A few brim, a few flatties. There's an odd patch of big tailor moving around. I have not seen many. They seem to be south and north of the so I'm presuming they're here. Best whiting spot seems to be North Beach, up towards Stewart's Point, if you're over on that side. And Smoky Cape and Gap Beach have got a, a feed, that's all. Estuary I fished on Friday, yeah, Friday I fished, and it was just Mill Pond calm, and poor old Pete was up here and couldn't get a break with the wind. It was just absolutely calm. I got... What did I get? A flat at 85, I'd let that go. I got a flat at 65. And if he'd come in third, I would have let him go. But I, I, I was under instructions from the domestic supervisor to make sure I bought some fish. <laughs> so the 65 centimetre flat had copped it. Then I got a couple around a kilo. And then I got a couple of school mulloway around 60 that I had to let go. So, yeah, the river fish, I fished the north. I just drifted the north wall on the run-up tide. So the river's obviously fishing okay. There's plenty of whiting upstream of Jerseyville. And upstream of um, the Golden Hole, there's quite a few nice whiting up there. Nighttime up there, there's some good school mulloway. And there's a handful of brim, but brim are not being thick this year, so brim are a bit ordinary, and there's plenty of bass upstream of Kempsey. So there's your fishing report. Okay. Now, so plenty to do. Just talking about Ike Jimmy, we're brain spiking the Ike fish. Jimmy, yeah. For the people who don't know, where's the best spot to do it? How do you work out where to okay, spike it? Depends them? on the spike you've got. But uh, the best spot is just on, on the big pelagics, is just behind the eyes, straight down on a big fish. And on the smaller fish and on dolphin fish and trevallies and things, you go, you watch where the lateral line enters the gill case. Yep. That lateral line is telling you that's where the spine is. Okay. And you just put your, you put your spike straight in at the end of the lateral line, not into the meat of the fish, right where it ends at the gill cover. Mm-hmm. And that goes straight through. You'll know you've done it. The fish just goes. That's it. That's it. That's over. Yeah. It can't. The fish can't can't move once you've done it properly. Okay. And just hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling very well. <laughs> Are you alive? Hello, Laurie. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's from eating peanut butter while I was making the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie, we had a little bit of laugh earlier on you know, about the boats which were getting swamped and that sort of stuff. Oh, it's not funny, but you're yeah. I don't know, it'd be sort of, we weren't laughing at it, but um, yeah. I guess we found some humour in it somewhere. How do you stop this? What's what's the answer? Is it education? Is it boat design? Of navigation, my old son. You're free to make mistakes. Oh, look, I've been through bars, over bars, under bars. I've, uh, I've had some big ones and bad ones, but I've never been upside down. 
Um, I've been filled in, though. I've been filled in a couple of times, so... Uh, uh, you just like no, today. Is... I mean, technically, I would not go today, um, but I've been stuck inside for two weeks, and I would really like to get out and get at them. Uh, I may even go the chicken run this morning. Now, the chicken run is to go out to where the wall of white water is, turn hard left, which is north, and run between the two breakers all the way out till you exit, and you run at very high speed, and hope to hell that you get to the exit before the wave gets to you. Okay, so going by that, I'm thinking that the um, local knowledge on that bar is probably the most essential. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody asked me twice, they sort of in terror, what, what about this, what about that? I said, mate, it's all up to the skipper. What about a big boat? What about I, said, I said, you can get into just as much trouble in a big boat as a small boat. If you end up sideways, you will get rolled. That's right. Most of it happens when they get to the back, and it's, it is terrifying. I mean, you have to gird your loins, you know. <laughs> And and you, you have to if you get one that's six or seven feet towering over the top of you, and you've got to gently you've got to ease into it, then accelerate as the wave comes to you, and go through it. It takes you know you either done it a lot or it takes a few gonads to do it, and some people just lose it. They just freak out, turn sideways, upside down. That's, that's the worst thing you never do is is try and turn around in the middle of it type of thing. Do it not, will end in tears. Once you're once you're committed. And what a lot of people don't realise, particularly on a run-out tide, they're sitting there watching this break and they're getting carried towards the break at 50 metres a minute mm-hmm. on the tide because you've got three, knot, three knots of tide. Yeah. And so <laughs> you've got to be... You've got to have your witch... You know, you've got to be switched right on. And as I said, that's... And like for me, I've, that's one of the reasons I like the fish alone. I don't need the responsibility of having someone else on board because I've seen what happens when it goes wrong. And... Um, Anyway, I'm just, it's just yeah, one of those things. So hopefully this morning I'll, I'll, I can get out the normal, legitimate way. That, that way we call the chicken run, by the way, was where our last fatality happened. And I, I did it a few times in the charter boat, and then I thought, well, something goes... And you've only got about, on a charter boat, you've got about a foot between you and the sand. And I actually thought as I'm crossing, if something goes wrong here, and I'm, you know, I'm in a marine board of inquiry or an inquest, how do I explain to the with some sense to the uh, to the magistrate or the judge or whoever that I'm actually doing something that's smart. <laughs> because you're, you're over in the white water, you're just trying to pick your way between these breakers. So, look, it's not called a chicken run for nothing. For nothing, yeah. <laughs> just, just the terminology of it will be enough. Enough, yeah. So, anyway, we'll leave it at that. I'll just... I'll, hang on, I'll tell... Terry is my fishy mate. I don't like it this morning. I'm just, I won't go. Well, that's it. N- well, never be embarrassed to turn well, around before you get there or say to people, well, we're not going out. I live here. I'm going to go and have a look at it on the headland first. I'm going to make sure it's, if there's not a hole, if I can't see a decent hole that I can run through, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Yesterday there were some big lulls. So you could, you could just hang back, wait for the, and the same thing, once there's a lull, don't idle towards it. Go. Go. Okay, Laurie, hang on, we'll take a break. We're talking to Laurie McAnally. 2SM Super Network News. From global events to local stories, we've got you covered. The federal government is calling for greater housing development in a bid to tackle the nation's housing supply. Super Network News is immediate, independent and unbiased. There's some good news for people with mortgages, with interest rates expected to remain steady for most of the year. Stay informed with our team, bringing you the news that impacts your world. 2SM Super Network News. On Friday, February 23, the Royal Automobile Club presents an evening of motoring nostalgia with John Law's CBE. Over an extraordinary career spanning 70 years, John Law's has entertained us on radio. Equally, his passion for special cars has been a lifetime interest, and he'll entertain us with the collector cars that caught his eye. John Law's CBE, February 23 at the Royal Automobile Club. Phone 8273-2300 and ask for events. Proudly supported by Valvoline, the original engine oil. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. 
visit australianmade.com.au. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Today I'm talking to Glenn, who is one of Arborvitae's many happy customers. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arborvitae and what for? My mild arthritis had progressively deteriorated. It was reaching the stage of me being virtually crippled. A friend of mine suggested that I try Arborvitae, so I gave it a go. What benefits have you noticed from Arborvitae? After just the first bottle, the pain went from 8 out of 10 down to a manageable 2 or 3 out of 10. Are you happy to recommend Arborvitae and what would you tell our listeners about this product. Absolutely. I've told all my friends to give it a go. The secret is to have two or three bottles till the pain subsides and check dose that you're having the correct amount. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thanks for your time, Glenn. Arborvitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arborvitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. This is Radio 2SM. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. It's 21 minutes after five here on High Tide. We're chatting this morning with Laurie McAnally, who's back online with us. Yeah, now, some... I'm trying to avoid politics, but I can't. <laughs> you haven't mentioned the issue with the uh, um, proposed marine sanctuary extension at Cronulla. Yes, we spoke about it yesterday. I heard you speak about it yesterday. Yesterday was good. Now, the real thing here is if we had a fair income minister, she's Labor, that mob down there in Cronulla, the mayor is extremely liberal and is heading, he's going to put his hand up to be um, the next uh, member for Cook. She's got a chance here to kick him in the shins really well. Yes, and just come out. She could save hundreds of people going to that meeting tomorrow night, and just say, "Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to countenance it. Thanks, go away." Yeah. If she was even half smart, she could fix it. Her, it, it tells me her chief of staff isn't very bright, because they would have been into this like a shot if their politics was any good. So uh, that's one. And of course, uh, I'll do nothing. Doodle from Dubbo, he should be in there getting stuck into her and stuck into the and stuck into the mayor. As well, but he's you know the, as an alternative minister, he's not much of an alternative. I can tell you. No, I, so, I agree. Sounds like a character so, from the Muppet Show, doesn't it? Do nothing, Dougal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a bit. I'm a, a pretty fair poet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, yeah. But, anyway, uh, you've heard me do Waltz in the Ginza. Well, I wrote Waltz in the Ginza. Waltzing the Ginza. Yeah, yeah. That was the poem that. That uh, what's his name copied for waltzing Matilda? Yeah, well, do it for us. No, no, not now. No, <laughs> I have, to have, I have to be like you were last night, Grant. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, he's he's left the studio for a sec. He's ducked out. You won't believe it. Someone's ringing me. Yeah. Hang yeah. on a sec. This is my fishing mate. One second. No, just... <laughs> it's live too. Are we going, Laurie? Or aren't we going? On I'll just hang up on him. There you go. We're just talking between ourselves there. Yeah. Heavy conversation there, Laurie. No problems. This is my fishing mate. Just he's obviously down at the headland and gone. <laughs> yeah, tell him to turn his radio and listen to a decent program. <laughs> he's a, he, he, no, he's a pensioner who likes to sleep. Laurie tells he us that, like going early. Laurie tells us if you get down the boat ramp as the cars are parked, you can hear the one thing being played on all the radio. That's nice. You don't even need to turn your radio on. <laughs> yeah. Good morning to all the people there at the boat ramp. Yes. <laughs> at the boat ramp, there's about 20 cars. They've all got it on you. So, no, so, yeah, so the politics of that stinks down there. Oh. Now, hang on, that, that, the mayor doesn't have the right to do that anyway. No, that's right. And he doesn't, certainly he doesn't have the authority. It's the fisheries department. All the fisheries department has got to say, thanks for your, like they do to all the stuff we put up, you know, thanks for your interest, but, you know, not at this time. <laughs> Well, it was like it's like that bloke up in Queensland the other week that uh, wanted to ban the bikinis because he got offended by the girls walking around the Gold Coast with the bikinis on. Offended? Yeah. yeah. Offended? What's yeah. his problem? <laughs> 
He was embarrassed. Yeah. They've won some rights up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're welcome to walk around anything they like, as far That's as I'm right. concerned. <laughs> some of these new ones where there's no backing them are interesting when they're walking up the main street, but other than that, it's all right. There's a bit of string there. But doesn't look. I'm not here to. The one thing I can never comment on is fashion. Because if you saw me sitting here in um, unmatching long, long, long safari type things to stop the sun burning, I'm, the one thing I'm not is a fashion plate. Mm. <laughs> and when I come in from fishing with blood and uh, juice all over me, I'm, mm, I'm unwelcome. You're unwelcome. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the workmen's quarters downstairs. <laughs> you know, you know, if, if, if you were to wear one of those G-strings, the washing would be easier at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I have Celtic skin. I already have enough skin yeah. problems without without wearing. This is why I'm fully covered. When I'm fishing, I'm 100% covered. I've got uh, gloves on, I've got a mask on, I've got a hat on, and I've got long sleeves and long pants and shoes and socks. Yeah. And that's no, a necessity. No, sadly for me, oh, look, there's days. I've, when, one of the days we had with Melinda, I, we were coming home and it was balmy and flat, and just that general roll. And, you know, I could kick the boat home at 4,200. That's what I said to her. I said, the one thing I wish I could do is, you know, this is a day you, you need to sit there just with your shorts on, cold drink, and enjoy your boat rolling home at this, you know, speed like this. It's beautiful. But, yeah, that's the one thing I can't do. The one, the one time I was travelling, you know, I used to fish at night. I'd come home in summertime with my shirt off. But one night I was coming home at about 30, oh, you know, 4,000 revs, running down the swells just past North Head, coming home from Long Reef. And I got a one kilo flying fish straight in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's a downside to everything, folks. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful. And tragically, there was a, a lady killed on the Hawkesbury uh, last week in a, in a boat, nine o'clock at night, running down the river oh, I saw at Wilberforce. Yeah, not far, only about two k away, and yeah. uh, tragic. Ebenezer? Yes, and, uh, and, and a poor bugger killed in the Southern Eighty as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Unfortunately, the, that race is a very narrow course, and I think he's I've come unstuck. And you stop when you hit a tree. Mm. I've supervised it when I did the maritime stuff. Yeah, we had yeah. a bloke down there. Yeah, I always remember the because I, I used to get all the uh, post mortem stuff across my desk, and I always remember this young copper had written the post mortem. This fellow had been killed by a fridge. Yeah. Which I found really, really weird the way, you know, he, he'd gone through the side of the um, houseboat at about 60 miles an hour and was subsequently killed by the fridge. <laughs> it was a sudden stop at the fridge. Test, yeah. They had, they they had that in the, the Southern 82. I'm sure it was a boat that collided with a uh, a houseboat at one stage. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. happened. There's been yeah, seven yeah, deaths yeah. there in 35 they've years. Had a, they've had them killed by a swan, one of the ones... That, that was up at Grafton. Yeah, Grafton a swan came out of the reeds. Yeah. Oh, look, we had all sorts of things. But I have to tell you, the ski races, the actual organisation and the, and the races, are the, are the nicest crowd. Oh, Jan Thurger's a lovely lady, yeah. And when, when you're supervising the, the race, they are so helpful. The, the, the marshalling is always perfect. The behaviour of the people racing is always spot on. I'm, I really grieve for them. They have these little accidents. And it looks bad in the media, but... They're, they're the best organised of the lot, hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, you go to practice on the Saturday and, you know, the boats, the course is all marshalled and the blokes are, you know, everyone's on, in contact and they organise the race superbly, yep. Although they, they did have an issue there before the Southern 80 last week that um, one of the super boats was out practising a couple of days before and there's a couple of four-knot zones down there and he went through yep. there at great speed and they just tapped yep. him on the shoulder and said, you are not racing. That's it. You're just, cool. no, no, and that's the other side of it. Their discipline is yes, really, it was very good. Really, You've got to really do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to sit in the um, observer seat on God's gift up at Grafton one, which is a bi turbo four fifty four thing, and we were just cruising along at a hundred with no skiers, we were cruising <laughs> along at one hundred and sixty just to check the engine. <laughs> but that boat can touch one hundred and ninety k's. Yes. Yes, well, they've had to limit them to 120 miles an hour. Yeah, well, that's about 190 k. That's yeah. right. And they've limited them to that because they're going faster yeah. than that. Yeah, that's so frightening. You've got two blokes out there on planks that you know, if you hit the water at 100 miles an hour, I don't care how tough you are, it's going to hurt. Yes, yes. So, um, but as I said, anyway, they're the best run, best administered group in the water. No, that's good. Tell you now. 
All right, I better, I better, I'm going to go fishing. I better bring my, my fishing buddy back. He probably didn't appreciate being hung up on there. <laughs> let, let us know. Give us a call back. Let us know if you're going fishing or not. Oh, well, It'll be something okay, that the I'll give you buzz back. Yep. Okay, thanks, Laurie. Okay, Bye. it was Laurie McInerney from South West Rocks. You talk about the interesting characters you get at uh, race events. We, I did a an off-road championship uh, one year down at Mildura. And I'd love to tell you the guy's name. I can't remember it for love nor money. But um, at the halfway point, it was his property that they'd all uh, congregate at. And before, in the briefing, he got up there and he just went absolutely nuts. Listen, this year, anyone who goes through my crop like you did last year, it absolutely <laughs> blew up at everybody. So as they come into his property, they'd all turn hard right and fly down around his crop and everything. He comes through, straight through the middle of it. They all believed me, didn't they? They all believed me. <laughs> the characters. There was a guy down there that uh, was racing a Valiant. He bought it for $100. A Valiant. He said it was really good value. When I pulled the rear seat out, I got 25 bucks underneath the seat and change. We'll take a break. A voice you know. A voice you trust. The king of radio. John Laws. The minute a boss dares, contact a staff member after hours. It's uh, off to jail, you go. Thank God the Greens are never going to be running the country. You'd have to leave. The fact that they hold the balance of power in the Senate, that's bad enough. All the steel's going to China now and we're going to buy it back off them. All the scrap, I mean. What the hell are we doing that for? Oh, because we're idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, you may well be right. You may well be right. Nobody can save the Governor-General because nobody can save the Governor-General. I see, that's an impersonation of Gough Whitlam. Yeah, is that right? Oh, yeah, that was terrific. Sounded just like it. The John Laws Morning Show, weekdays from 9 on 2SM. Introducing the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Silence never felt so loud. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia, movement that inspires. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, network construction services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, network construction services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 9808-5673. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 26 minutes away from 6 after the 6 o'clock news. We're going to catch up with Mike from The Complete Angler and find out uh, how the Sydney scene's going. And Al McGlashan's going to join us a little bit later on too, Mr Blake. Well, let's catch up with PJ. Morning, folks. G'day, everybody. How are we today? Happy Sunday to you all. Oh, very good this morning. Very good. It's all right. Uh, did you get a fish in yesterday? No, I didn't because what I did is I come home from work and I've got the dreaded 
army grub and um, and a bit of black beetle, so I've been spraying lawns. Ah, yes. That's, that's a, I saw it when I was up at Port Stevens the other week, the golf course up there had lost a couple of fairways. Steve Yorry's lost his backyard down at, um, at Pacific Palms. Oh, okay. Damn. Not good. Black, black no. beetles aren't good for bait? Oh, they're beautiful trout, bait. Yeah, they, they tie a yeah. great trout, bait, yeah. Yeah, when we get the floods at Windsor, uh, you see the the bass and the fish knocking the reeds going around on the banks, knocking the, knocking the beetles off and eating them. Yeah, well, what's been happening? The butcher birds are getting fat as a tick up here. <laughs> as the beetles come to the top and die, they're, they're smashing them. They're the magpies, peewees, butcher birds, kookaburras, they're just going nuts on them. Oh, well, good to see. Good to see. Where can we catch a fish? Well, there's, there's Taylor on the beach if you can find clean water. The, 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 the running tide's better because you're not having the influence of the dirty river come the dirty river water coming out of the entrances. But um, yeah, some nice tailor there. Um, it, there's uh, been a few good fish down at uh, Diamond Beach down that way in Halliday's Point because that's a, a lot cleaner water down there and redhead and and that. Um, uh, I did hear of a two and a quarter t- kilo tailor getting caught off the north wall there at Tunkurry, so that's a good fish. Yes. Uh, maybe Lukey Austin might have that in his report. Um, Kieran will probably read that out later, I guess. But, um, yeah, like certainly, certainly uh, there's been a few due caught um, there at the um, at the break wall at Crowdy, um, fish in the northern um, break wall, the casting towards the bombing. There's been a few due caught there. Um, there was another cacobia caught there under a bobby cork and a live bait, um, and been some good um, some some good dew taken in the um, in the bre- uh, what am I trying to say the seaway there at Foster Bar. Just be careful. Um, fish are running tide and not the run out tide. Fish fish the start of the run in and the last of it, and and you, you won't get as lumpy a, a spot because you've got to be sitting right in the eye of it um, to to do all right. Um, and uh, whiting, whiting around the lower parts of the lake there and around the edges of Breckenridge Channel are fishing really well. Um, good news in, there's a few blackfish in the Breckenridge Channel too, so if you can find some weed, because that would have all been washed away, uh, you'll be standing really well with your friends if you can give them a, hand, a hank of uh, blackfish weed because it's been a little bit scarce now, but there's blackfish in Breckenridge Channel. You'll get them on the lower sections of the oyster lease and they'll all be on the walls now. Um, there'll be a few starting to show up um, on the rocks. Um, speaking of showing up on the rocks, uh, I did uh, uh, a little video clip for Paul Burt for something he's uh, got coming up shortly and uh, you know, you can talk to him. He'll probably tell you all about it. But while I was there, I'd looking down into the water, I could see a big school of blackfish just mooching around in between the, the swells in that two and a half foot of water, just grazing. And as they're um, turning on their sides to, to chew the weed off the rock, you could see their, their um, silver and black stripes in the sunlight. So that was good. I haven't seen a school of blackfish like that for a while. Um, and there was a few drummers sitting around there too. So... Um, I think we're not going to get a day off because um, uh, I just found out they want me to work Monday as well. Um, I'm going to grab the um, FSU 5120 and the 6.5-inch uh, LV and I'm going to chase myself a few drum around. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. We actually had, um, you know, here's a batter for you. I, I, I mixed up my batter, which was some plain flour, some salt and Foster Clark's custard powder. Oh, okay. So what I did, um, I used a cup of plain flour and a dessert spoon of custard powder and a pinch of salt. And I've I've just whisked that together so it's got a nice buttery um, colour through. And then um, I used some very chilled soda water. And okay. I, I whisked it together, and then when the foam settles down, I've got a very nice golden buttery colour batter. I just uh, rolled some drummer chunks into 
plain flour, then dropped them into the batter and deep fried them. Um, when Miss Linda was most impressed. <laughs> Good to see. So we had those with a nice um, garden salad, and it wasn't a tossed salad because, you know, it was just thrown together. We had a bit of mushroom, a bit of onion, some different types of lettuces and cherry tomatoes, all sorts of things went into it. And, um, yeah, it was quite nice. But uh, if you want to try something, experiment with your batters. It's it's pretty good. And I think we talked about this once before, Grant, where, you know, like sometimes just a, a, a touch of Chinese five spice sometimes just gives another dimension uh, on certain things. And I, I know when I just dredge fish in flour and pan fried them, I often put a bit of Chinese five spice and it just gives it like a sweet, savoury taste. Experiment. To it. You know, you're, you, okay. <laughs> Experiment sometimes. Have a go. Just try something different just to see how it goes. Yeah, so any, anything that's got a strong fishy flavour like Mulloway, I tend to experiment on that yeah. because it tends to hide the, um, the, the strong taste of it. So, and um, With the five spice, you get that um, caramelised taste, but you also get that hint of the star anise in it, and it, it goes all right. It goes all right in a few things. Um, what else has been happening? I've got a question for yeah, you, PJ. Yes. You worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't work Wednesday. You're working work Monday. <laughs> You're working Monday. How how is retirement going? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Grant. It was always going to be semi-retirement. <laughs> yeah. It, it retiring in the semi-trailer. I get it. I get it. I see what you did there. That was good. Yeah, yeah, but it turned out to be B double retirement. B double. Of <laughs> yeah. But I um, mean, no, it's, it's going all right. Look, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever truly give up because whilst there's a bit of energy and a bit of go into me, like it's a different industry than what it was when I was back heavily involved in it. Um, you know, back when I was a young fella, but. It, it, <laughs> It's rewarding to me. I get, I, yeah. I get to sit down, and listen, listen to my Spotify, catch up with my podcasts, and listen to HK sailing because <laughs> he's forever putting stuff up. Dribble, most of it's dribble. Ah, it's all right. No, your podcasts go all right. So you know, I sit there and I pick up things, and they, what can I do about lifting my podcast game? And because I just quite happy to think there's enough content out there. I really don't have to give up any of my time because when I get home from work, I've got to go to bed. And then when, when I'm not working, I want to go fishing or hunting. So will I do podcasts? No, I'll just keep adding stuff to me, feeds and the, the high tide stuff. Like the little hints on, on cooking things that I do, I'll get a few more of them going. Um, I've got to go and get some nice scallops so I can do a scallop recipe for that. Oh, I've got some yes, please. Mm. With, with yeah. black on on black pudding with some pea puree on top. Oh, Blakey, stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Grant's going to drown in his own saliva in a minute. And um, um, oh, for Kieran's benefit, we um we we finally finished off the last of the mud crabs from Southwest Rocks. <laughs> um, mud crab omelet. Yes, lovely. <laughs> Yeah, and um, we didn't use the tamare though. We good old uh, a good old bit of uh, shiracha, hot chili, yeah. on it, and that was that was all it needed: salt and pepper and lemon juice. And man, after we after we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, the other Sunday I went down to the fish markets and had the um, Singapore chili soft shell crab on the omelet down there. It was lovely. On the omelet. On an omelet, yeah, they do an omelet with the soft shell Singapore chili crab on top of it. Was that a fisherman's wharf? Uh, yes, yeah, no, no, downstairs. Um, the boat shed's got it now on the right hand side as you go out of the fish markets. Beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah, the old, um, uh, what was their names? Doyles. Yeah, the old Doyles, yeah. Yeah, the boys do a good job there. It's lovely. Yeah, geez, I might have to try that. Yeah, you know, that's the, one, that's the one thing I can't get up here. Al. You know, I used to buy the one Clairo blocks of, um, of soft shell crab. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to search high and low. I can't get it in Foster and okay. I can't. I'll tell you what I did get the other day. 
I got a kilo box of brains, sheep's brains. So I got <laughs> crumb brains and bacon coming up for me breakfast. <laughs> Tomorrow, oh, Tuesday, sorry. You know what, I'm having trouble work. getting down here at the moment. It's finding it really difficult to get an invite to breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you snuck that one in. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, talk to Australia Post. It might be with me rectifier. Could be. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle sent it from Mulgrave and it went to Mulgrave in Victoria. Yeah. That's a good trick, Australia Post. Yeah. I rang yeah. Michelle back up the other day and I said, I suppose you want the credit card. She said, no, I'll be. He said, just send an invoice. And I said, no, here's a credit card number. I'll pay for it now before yeah. you pay for it. So. Yeah. yeah, and everybody, listen, this is why we deal with blokes because blokeys, the parts are there and they get them in the post to you. It's just Australia Post sometimes gets around it. <laughs> you know, I was talk, telling Al, I said, you know, what can I do about this motor for the new little tinny I got? And I said, I want to put a charging circuit on it. I said, it's got a charging circuit for lights, but I want to charge a battery. And he says, oh, I'll take the power the head cover off. I took the, the motor cover off. We had a look. He said, the two green wires coming out under the flywheel. He said, yep, good. I'll send you a rectifier up. Yeah. Full-way bridge rectifier. Yeah. It's not right? hard. It's not hard. No, uh, so I'll, I'll just mount that on the battery box, Al, and away we go. That's it. That's it. No, you won't mount it on the battery box. You'll mount it in the engine, and then you'll run the wires that it comes with, with the fuse and lead, everything in it, straight down to the battery. Oh, they've changed from what it used to be. Yeah, it used to be a little, little, about half the size of a matchbox. It's got all the wires on it. You just uh, put an earth wire on it, tie it off, and then it runs through that uh, grommet at the front, and it's got a, a fuse in it already, and it's long enough to reach a battery with um, ring connectors on it. Because that's totally different from the old selenium rectifier I had on the Enduros. Yeah, that's that, was, that, was, that would have been the short one that was on there. It didn't have the long leads on it. Yeah, that was technology. That's different. That's right. Yeah, but it's still right. something. I better hit the highway and head home, I suppose. So. Okay. Good to catch up, Pete, and thanks for making us hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get some scallops and I do the video, Grant. You'll, uh, yeah. You better put a life jacket on so you don't drown. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, PJ. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. It's 13 minutes away from six. Hello there. I'm Sandy Roberts, and I need your help. Ten Australians every day get diagnosed with an incurable disease that most have never heard of. The disease is called myeloma. In May of 2022, I was diagnosed with it. This is me asking you for your help to cure myeloma. Give generously and help me help Myeloma Australia find the cure. Donate today at www.myeloma.org.au. Hey, you. Right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. Stiff, sore and sorry can help you manage the discomfort of arthritis. And with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee, what have you got to lose? Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website, Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040 66 Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian ride registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Ensure a smooth journey by starting your next road trip at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre, where expertise meets reliability. Our technicians will check your vehicle is road trip ready. At Repco Authorised Service, we prioritise your safety and peace of mind. 
Don't let car troubles ruin your holiday. Book your service online at repcoservice.com and hit the road with confidence. Sydney. Prepare for an encore like never before. Big Deal Touring presents Havashi Pure Piano Tour. Havashi, a virtuoso pianist and composer, a music visionary with rock star charisma. See him live Wednesday, May 22, Sydney Opera House. Book now, sydneyoperahouse.com. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. You certainly are, and it's nine and a half minutes away from six o'clock. Is it? Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. That's at Salamander Bay, Salamander Way, and the Coles Express Service Station, 498 20711. I think the boss is in this morning. Yes. Morning, Matt. Good morning. Happy Sunday, people. What's happening? Oh, well, we've got a question for you. Oh, yes, unscripted questions. Don't we love these? Yes. Well, hang on what? for a sec. Let me sit down. Yeah, go good. On. One of our listeners is rang. He's going down to Barubri, isn't he, Grant? Chad and the team are heading down there now to go fishing. And we're looking for a little bit of a leg up from you. Uh, okay. <laughs> in what respects? Um, fishing on the beach at Barubri, obviously. Fishing yeah. for whiting at this time of year. Was that what you were referring to? Yes. yes. Beachworms would be the bait. I think that's what you're referring to, too. And what time is it? What's today? What date is it today? Hang on, Sunday. So it's, you've got a high tide this morning at quarter past four and a low about 20 past 11, um, roughly. Uh, so it depends how early. I mean, there's a fair bit of water up there at the beginning, so you'd be fishing. It depends. There's two entrances, so you can drive on Berube, as you know, and it's 20 miles long, more or less, from goes from Berube all the way down to the Stockton Township, the Newcastle End. Uh you just a little permit from the survey there. I'm, I'm sure they would have already got that. And um, you can drive the four-wheel drive on or walk. Um, and if you drive on, you've got uh, the National Park signs show you how far you're going down. Every two k's there's a sign there sort of thing. So there's a few different structures. So this end's a little bit shallower than the as we move down. So normally you'd fish for whiting between, just as a general rule of thumb, between when you drive on and about, say, six k's. You wouldn't need to go any further than that sort of thing. Lots of different structures. There's gutters, there's holes, there's banks. I'd suggest if the tide was in where it is this morning, you've got plenty in there. You want to have a look at a bank with lots of white water on it if you can get that. And as you're losing water coming into 11 o'clock-ish, um, you can move further down the beach into that deeper water into a gutter or something like that. So, Did that answer many of your questions? Yes. Yeah, very good. Wonderful. There was a general overview you were after. Okay, no, nothing specific. And at this time of year, beachworms, because the whiting are there, and then as we move into winter, you, you use the pippies or pump some yabbies or some mullet for the brim, and there's obviously tailor, and they get jewfish off there. So nice and warm. I know Martin and Peter are down there fishing now, so they got four or five whiting out yesterday morning, so they're fishing about six k. so they're early birds, which is a good way to be. So, uh, What else has happened? They're obviously, they've got a game fishing competition on. I'm looking at all the fancy boats with all the big gold reels on it right now in the service station. Um, that's the shootout one, and then next week, weekend is the interclub one where you get all the larger boats going out with everyone's wearing captain's hats and boat shoes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then uh, weather's been good. I don't know what it's like in Sydney. It's been... Uh, Light winds, the seas are slight. Normally during the game fishing time, this this time in February, then they normally have rubbish weather for the most yes. part. I think last year was the first one that was in. Oh, I've been here eight or nine years now. It's been it's been last year was a, um, a better conditions, and this is near perfect. So I haven't seen that for ages. On um, the trailer boat is the next competition that comes up. We're more interested in the old trailer boat thing. Still plenty of flathead around though. Uh, Sandy Point. Uh, getting them on plastics there. Royal Reserve whiting and flathead. Starting to... I actually heard some people catching some blackfish off the Shell Bay Wharf, which is unusually early. Um, what else? Some cobia taken out Gunfight Reef. Uh, fair few snap have been caught around in various spots outside the V, the 21 up around Broughton. You can fish all those spots. Um, Jim's Leap, uh, North Rock for some kingfish. Some kingfish around the main break wall. The water temp, they say, is pretty warm. Uh, about 23 or 24 in the bay, which is super-duper warm, and it might even be too warm for the game-fishing people, I don't know. Um, what else do we have? Plenty of bonito in the water, plenty of bait around because of those warm water conditions, and there's a heap of whiting around. So, really, what? why would you want to be uh, in the studio and in the fishing shop? We should be out fishing. I get, I'm getting excited, nearly. Yeah, I can understand that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had whiting for dinner last night, so uh, I'm still sticking with the old whiting in the top five best eating fish. But I did have, which I haven't had, I have coral trout in the freezer. Now, I know you've had it, Alan. Yes. Um, and red throat. So how do they all compare? What would you think? Pete? My personal favourite is the uh, coral trout, but the red throat emperor is also a nice eating yes. fish. Um, certainly dollar for dollar wise, uh, the coral trout's a more expensive fish than the red throat. Uh, yeah, the red throat's um, mm. it's it's a good fish, good fighting fish too. Yeah, uh, the the red throat's probably a little bit firmer. Yeah, um, and uh, the fish heads go very good in a curry if you're into uh, fish head curries. Uh, well, I'm go. pretty boring. Yeah. I just lightly fry mine, but it cost me zero dollars, so it was a very cost-effective experience. That's so, it, I, didn't, I didn't catch it though. One of my one of my one of my absolute favourite meals would be to have a uh, coral trout, some chips, a little bit of mango salsa, and uh, away you go. We're going to go, Matt. Okie dokie. You have a great Sunday. I have to go and see if I've got any of that mango salsa in there, and uh, which I think I do. Um, and talk to you next Saturday. Okay, Bye thanks, now. Matt. Bye. Bye. Laurie Max, oh, oh, he's gone. He's no, he's gone. still be there. No, he's gone. You lost him. Try and get him back. No, he's gone. He's you gone. Get him back. Take your finger off the button. We'll, we'll have to do. I oh, hear. Yeah. It's all fun coming out of delay, isn't it? Yes, it's fun. Oh well, you get him back after we'll, the news. We'll, we'll, find we'll out grab him going. back straight after the news. So, oh, no, there we'll he grab is. him right now. G'day, Loz. You got me this time. I got you, yeah. bud. Sorry, my blue. All right, just let me know when you want to talk. We've got yeah, 60 go seconds, buddy. Go, go for it. it. Okay, one metre constant. The boats are getting through. Uh, I'm gonna get, I'll am going to. i go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Fair That's call. the way to do it. No problems at all. Good well, call. The forecast tomorrow is still 10 knots variable, so yes. tomorrow will be just fine. Okay. I'll go in the river. I'll, I'll go and catch a few more flatheads. Okay. Well done, Laurie. And, and thanks for Pete. I, I had, uh, what we have, oysters on tray, six oysters. Tuesday on Wednesday night, Valentine's. We had king prawns, tempura king prawns with um, mango salsa. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) See you, buddy. Old softy. Thanks, Laurie. Okay, bye. And there's something in there for everyone there. If he's not going out, if he's not going to cross the bar, don't. That's, that's, <laughs> just that's wait it. another day. There's no problems, is there, Pete? Exactly right. There's always another day to survive. That's but right. if you're going to go to a bar entrance, my suggestion would be ask the locals, sit there and watch the bar. We'll take in the news at 6 o'clock back Talk in a minute. overnight. Worst offender would have to be India and America. And yeah. They literally just treat the ocean like a rubbish tip. Rubbish yep. floating out off the coast of India that they can walk across. Yep, exactly. Because they're yeah. fishing boat. Yep. The ocean is going to end up saying enough. This is 2SM. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of servos where you can get cheap. A lot of independents are in Sydney. Yeah, just drive past the gouges. I just don't understand how selling it the same product at 70 cents more. Talk overnight on 2SM. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au.